0: Welcome, one and all. We're back. It's another week, so it's another session of news and look at the entire DC spectrum from movies, TV, and streaming, comic books, other. And of course, with me is the man who knows all about superhero looks, the man with the eye, Brad Falicki. How are you, my brother?
1: Hey, I'm good. Good. Another week, another batch of news. And
0: another week, yes. And, uh,
1: 178. Fun good news
0: going on this week. So. Oh yes, I'm with good. a with a little film coming out soon, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it, um, but we'll, we'll talk about that no end. So yep, yeah, episode 178, here we are, Brad and I. So let's start with the news from the big screen, and of course, what's bigger news right now than The Flash, and the final trailer, they say, and this one has got a lot more surprises. Um, very bat-tastic ones too. What did you make of it, my friend?
1: You know, my favorite parts of the trailer were in the um, opening bits of it, where you see the fans interacting with the Flash and see how he is, get that little bit of humor into it. It was good to see Alfred again, so that was fun. Uh, and I really liked how the Speed Force looks in the movie, how that scene where everything kind of stops and then goes forward. I think that that, that little effect was very effective. So, um, yeah, I, again, this is just one of the things that just makes me more excited. And, of course, seeing the, bite, the Bat Cycle uh, again was, was fun. And getting a little more of Ben Affleck's Bruce was fun, too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm psyched. What about you?
0: Definitely psyched. This is probably the one film I have to see in the theater this year. Lord only knows when, with an imminent house move and everything else on their cards. But I love the fact that you brought up Jeremy Irons being back as Alfred, because I wasn't aware of that happening at all. So seeing him back was brilliant, and obviously that will hopefully shut up the uh, Snyder heads out there and give them a bit of bit more peace <laughs> to stop attacking everything else that's happening. But um, I love particularly what you said about the fans seeing The Flash and saying, oh, my God, it's the Flash, because that is so true to the Barry Allen Flash, especially of the um Silver Age and uh, Bronze Age, where the Flash Museum and the fact that he is loved as a hero and that little nod to the comics is something I always love to see in the films. So that really, really made me happy. And, of course, more Ben Affleck, more Michael Keaton, more Sasha Galea's Supergirl, dude, I'm all in really looking forward to it and on the uh, first glimpses and news that you may not have to wait until the 16th to see the movie flash fan screenings are happening from the 12th. Uh, What do you make of that? Are you going to try and snag some tickets for yourself?
1: I, I would, but uh, I have the AMCA list. So, I'll be able to go for basically free when it comes out. So uh, as much as I want to, but I'm telling you, I'll be there at like the 9.30 a.m. Friday showing. So I'll see it as soon as I can, but um, I not. But I think it's a great idea. I think fans are going to, to snag these tickets up. And I think it's a smart move because I think that that's gonna get the social media here going. Um, we've already seen such a positive reaction. Uh, Also, I think since we recorded last, Stephen King has seen uh, pre-screening because he knows uh, Shetty because of it and everything. So Stephen King came out and posted how much he liked it. And he doesn't even like superhero movies all that much, but he loved it. So this this seems like it's uh, definitely going to be something special. So, uh, you know, I I definitely see that fans are going to react strongly to this. What about you?
0: It's, without a doubt, the blockbuster of the summer, alongside, of course, uh, Across the Spider-Verse. But uh, we won't talk about that one. The enemy that we love. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's that's looking incredible as well. But I'm just praying that we get similar news in the UK, that they're going to do pre-fan screenings here as well, because obviously all the lists in the news article we looked at are, are all in the US. it. quirk of fate that made me be born on the wrong side of the Atlantic, but hey, at least I get to speak to amazing people like you every week about DC, so fingers crossed, uh, we'll get something soon here as well, if not, I will happily pay to go and see this on the big screen, no doubt about it, and uh, well, this one's just come out, and apparently the sequel has already been written, now this one blew my mind what you make of that piece of news
1: yeah, I think um, it, it kind of blew my mind too um, the thing is is these days that you know that if it does make the money that people are expecting it to and they, they're, they're projecting between 114 and $140 million for opening weekend if it does that then of course the, the bean counters are going to say do a sequel, do a sequel where that would fit into what's been going on uh, with James Gunn that's a big that's a big what if but if they think the money's there, they'll push it. And it seems like everybody loves what they've seen. So I'm going with that. I'm going to say that people would want to see the sequel and the sequel would be good. So I'm certainly open to it. If, uh, if it works. So, so we'll see. Just don't put the cart before the horse. What about you?
0: It made me happy. The fact that that means that Warner believe in this project, um, it's from previews from pre-release screenings. It's been a 90% plus hit. Um, if the writing and while well, the team is great, we already know because they've written this one, but I think that it could be a, a real hit and a smart move because obviously the James Gunn uh, regime starts after this film, but Gunn's seen this he said this is one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. So with the next one in play with the script written, I'm sure that there's been some input that means it will work with the future plans of the movie universe moving forward. So that, again, has me very excited because it literally will shut one end of history and start the next from this film. And we've already got it. We've seen Zod, Jeremy Irons, Ben Affleck, uh, Ezra Miller as the farewell to the universe that was, and we've got the new Supergirl uh, Dark Flash moving into the future. So, I'm hopeful they'll make it work. And with a great team of writers like we've got, and a brilliant director like Machete behind the wheel, um, I, I think it could be very successful indeed. And the other thing is, of course, is if they do make a sequel. With everything that's happened behind the scenes, largely well documented. We talked about it with Ezra Miller. The fact that Machete says, no, no one else will play The Flash. He will stay if the sequel's made. what do you make of that?
1: Oh, man. That is another uh, don't put the cart before the horse because, n- not to harp on it, but with that 114 to 140 million range, if it comes in on the low side of that, Part of that is probably because of how problematic Ezra Miller is, you know. So that's a pretty bold statement. So I think you have to wait and see what happens with the movie and what effect that had on the on the bottom line before they could really say that for sure. Because um, that's just the practicalities of of the world we live in. We can talk about how great he was in the role and this and that, but there's real life you have to contend with. So. I would, I would almost say that it would be really hard to have him back as Flash, given what we know. What about you?
0: That's the thing. Um, like you say, the naysayers are the ones who don't see this film maybe because of uh, Milligate and the backlash of everything that's happened before this. Uh, so no matter how brilliant he is in the role and everyone says he is, um, that will still leave a bad taste in a few people's mouths. But hey... I want to see the film. I want to judge him on those merits. And it does feel like, with everything that's coming out of Hollywood at the moment and all the race reports, they know what they've done. They regret what they've done. And they're just going to concentrate on the film side of things and stop making a complete mess of everything outside of the screen. So I'm going to remain, as we always do, Brad, cautiously optimistic. But something that does make me extremely optimistic, and I'm sure you'll feel the same way, is you and I are people who love special features, bonus features, behind the scenes. And the fact that an actual book, a visual companion is coming out for The Flash, that's got my name written all over it. What about you, sir?
1: Oh, me too. I I love those art books. Um, uh, I, I, I think I have the one for the Batman... Definitely Dark Knight, a lot of video games, Uh, those art books are really nice. And this one seems a little more compact than those, only 96 pages. So that means the price is probably going to be reasonable, too. So I definitely see me picking this up, especially if I like the movie as much as I think I'm going to. And it's looking like it's going to be very visually stunning. So it's going to be something that I'm going to want to check out. What about you?
0: I hear you. That's got me written all over it. The fact that behind the scenes, cast interviews, photos, pictures, artwork, design, that is my bag. That's the kind of thing I absolutely adore. So, yeah, nice little 100 pager. Beautiful. because Some of these books, I mean, actually looking back and thinking about it, probably a lot of them are around about that mark. But um, obviously it depends how large it is hard cover or soft cover that'll affect the price but whatever the case yeah I'm definitely interested and uh, it's something that I may need to pick up but let's see what happens but now funnily enough let's move away from the fastest man alive for our last piece of movie news to the other film that's coming out this year and a change of scenery a change of locale for the blue beetle and to me this makes sense what about yourself
1: yeah, uh, and I do like the image that came with it. Um, I think that that looks like a good Facebook cover photo. So that was cool. But yeah, I I, I like the character. I the more i I'm, the more I see the trailer, the more I'm liking it. So um, I think this might surprise people. Um, I I think it's like the little movie that could might be a bit of a sleeper hit. So, yeah, uh, again, it's
0: something that I'm, I'm pretty psyched for. What about you? I am dying to see this film as a comics fan, as a Blue Beetle fan, and, again, seeing another side of representation with the whole Hispanic um, side of it, too. So I'm really, really uh, happy to see what happens with this. And like you said, it could be one of those films that comes out of nowhere. Like, I mean, let's be honest. Um Who knew that Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man would blow the superhero movie world sky high? Because that was a character, honestly, if you weren't a comics reader, you might never even have heard of. And I think that Heimer and Blue Beetle have got the potential of doing that for DC. A, because young character, teenage character, full of life, full of vibrancy. Still fairly new, um, especially to new audiences. Not for us who've been reading their adventures for decades. But um, the fact that... It's armor, but it's living armor. It's an alien being that grants a teenager superpowers. So you've got the whole Iron Man element, Spider-Man element, legacy element with the two previous Beatles. It's a character that's got so much history. It's so rich and textured and layered that it makes me really excited. And I hope uh, that the trailer is just a snippet, just an inkling of how awesome this movie could be. So, yeah. I'm keeping everything crossed for the Blue Beetle. I'm looking forward to it. So that's our last big screen story. But hey, DC is doing well and has been smashing TV ratings for decades as well. So let's talk about the TV a little bit and uh, the aforementioned end of the Arrowverse with the Flash. But will it be? Because are we going to get another Superman's and Lois series? Let's hope so, because now they're saying that this one will end with
1: their cliffhanger
0: would you make of this story
1: i think that's a pretty brave choice i commend them for it because all signs are pointing that it's not going to be renewed and a lot of that's not even their fault Um, there's been so much going on um i would be totally down for another season and i hope that they can they can do it i think that uh the, the cast is great. And that's one of the strengths of the Arrowverse shows. I think overall is that they were all very well cast. So, uh, I, I want to see it continue. And I, I and if they can, I think they can figure out a way to make it work. And I really want them to do that. What about you?
0: Now, I remember many, many moons ago, there was, um, Clark and Lois, the new adventures of Superman with, uh, Terry Hatcher and, uh, Someone I don't love anymore, Dean Kane. And that show was officially announced as cancelled. But what saved it and gave it a final season was international viewership and the fact that uh, UK fans or Australian fans in BBC and ABC um, got the show commissioned for one final season. Now, I know for a fact that Superman and Lois is doing extremely well in the UK. It's on Sky TV, so it's viewed by millions of viewers in the UK too. Obviously, we're a little behind, but um, that hopefully means that even if it doesn't remain with the CW, that someone else may pick it up because I know that it's not just doing well in the States, it's doing it well internationally. So let's hope, let's keep it fingers think, crossed because it's a great show. Yeah, and I
1: think that's, and that's, a, that's a big thing that's holding this back from being renewed too, in a way, is all the, the ins and outs of who has the yeah. rights for this and that and who can make money from it. So if we can get that worked out, uh, I think it would be much more plausible
0: to get a new season. Let's keep everything crossed because it, it deserves it. It's a great show. The cast's great. The writing's been great. Lots of surprises. So let's hope we see more of Superman as a family man with Lois and the boys. So, yeah, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for that one. But, alas, one thing that's definitely over, at least in the States, we're still a few weeks behind here, but I'm enjoying the final season of The Flash. But um, there could have been different endings to what the US fans have seen. This is a little bit spoiler for me because obviously I don't haven't seen the end yet, but uh, it hasn't given away everything. But what, what did you make of the fact that it could have ended very, very differently or not at all, as we'll find out in the following story?
1: I, You know, this article was spoilers for me too because I haven't seen, I'm a little bit behind mm-hmm. on The Flash. So I'm, I'm right with you uh, in that. Uh, but uh, the idea that, he could have become the lightning bolt and had to kind of create himself. I think it's a really, that would have been a really cool idea. Uh, I I, kind of like that. But um, I have a feeling that once I get to the end, I'm going to like what they did from what I can tell from what the article said. I don't want to give anything away if if listeners haven't uh, seen it yet, but uh, it sounds to me like they kind of wrapped it up in a very good way too. So um, coulda, woulda, shoulda, but I'm glad you know, that we did get nine seasons out of it. So, yeah.
0: What about you? Everything you just said. Um, this final season has been great. I love the way that I thought, Oh, how are they going to play it out? Is it going to be one long overarching story for all 20 episodes with a little one shot here and there, but now they've broken it up into little mini epics. And I love that approach and having Eddie Thorne back, Cobalt Blue, having the, Red Death at the beginning of the season and seeing uh, Javisha Leslie playing both Batwoman and a completely evil version of the character as well. So I'm loving what they're doing in the final season. And yeah, while those um, alternate endings sound nice and that whole thing about Barry being the lightning bolt that creates the Flash is so comic book. I love that. But um, yeah, um, I'm just going to wait and see. I don't know how it's going to end. I'm watching it every week and I'm enjoying it. So I'll stick on that basis until a, until the show does wrap up. But as I briefly mentioned, it might not have wrapped up. There were plans afoot for season ten and things we talked about with Darkest Night and other characters approaching and the return of Patty Spivet and Julian Albert. Ah, um, oh, like I said, would have could have should have, but I think that'd have been great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it would have
1: been. Um, They were fun, and they would have been married. It says Uh, that would have been that would have been a fun dynamic to explore. So it's it's a shame. It's a shame we didn't get to see it. And and sometimes I wish that they would. The cheap way to do this, I I sometimes see comics as a cheap way to make a movie. And why not? Why not continue it? They did. You know, they had those one shots out a few years ago that took place in the, the Arrowverse. So why not continue the stories? I think readers would love it. And I would why not? And get the writers and these ideas they had for a 10th season and see what they could do. It would be, it'd be a lot of fun.
0: Uh, what about you? Once again, my brother, you and I have the same brain. And there has been precedent. They did a small little season 11 in comic book form. Um, I was praying you'd say that because that is the way forward they've got the ideas and you know from comic to screen back to comic i could live with that very happily um anything that gives me more of Grant gustin as the flash i'm very happy so yeah you took the words right out of my mouth and the thoughts right out of my mind that would have been a brilliant way to go forward and maybe it will be let's find out Now, um, slightly sadder news, but it makes so much sense. Kevin Conroy, for me, the ultimate Batman, the greatest, and what cannot be argued is the most prolific Batman. No one can match the amount of work the guy brought behind the scenes, but it's trending. Which actor stole the role more than anyone else. And guess what? Kevin Connery and Mark Hamill's names were tops of the list across the internet. I'm not surprised. Are you surprised?
1: I'm not, but I want to jump back real quick. Um, because I, we, we, um, stopped, uh, one thing that we didn't talk about is that blackest night was going to be a crossover. Oh yes. A possible crossover for season 10 for all this, the, uh, the Arrowverse shows, which would have been amazing, by the way, because they were also gonna bring Stargirl into it. Uh, And and real quick too, uh, all this talk about what's being renewed and what's being canceled, I haven't heard anything about Stargirl. So I'm curious what's up with that. But I would have loved a Darkest Night crossover series um, within those shows. Um, It could have been as good as, as the Crisis on Infinite Earths
0: um, that would have been incredible. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And, and the fact that they mentioned that um, it would have not just included Stargirl as well, but obviously the Titans. Oh, yeah, you're right, exactly. That would
1: have been, how
0: cool would that have been? I mean, well, like been I amazing. said, the fingers crossed that we'll get comic book versions. And again, I'd love to see the TV versions of the Titans and on the comic book page, too. I mean, how cool would that be? Hey, uh, hey you if they're going to do that, Doom Patrol. And you could do some really fun Black Label stuff oh, with both of those. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it has to be Black Label if the Titans are involved. Yep. <laughs> Remember yep. the famous and, line. And the Patrol, really, yeah. Yeah, um, but, And
1: back to the Kevin Conroy thing. What a legend. If there had been anybody else that would have gotten more votes, it just wouldn't have been right. Um, he may go down all these billion dollar Batman movies, he still might go down as the best Batman that ever was. Um, and it just goes also, it just goes to show how important that series was. If you look who else made that list, you had Tim Daly for Superman. I uh, had Mark Campbell for the Joker and all of that was revolved around the Batman animated series. So you can't overstate the importance of that show and Kevin Conroy when it comes to the Batman character. Uh it, it's a shame he's gone, but what a legacy what a legacy he's left behind. If anybody else would have won, it just wouldn't have been right. Uh what about you?
0: You nailed it. I mean I'll be honest and say that I think that every actor has brought something to the role of Batman. Yes, I've got my favourites, uh Affleck and Keaton in particular. But I also think that Val Kilmer was hugely underrated because he got Bruce Wayne right. He got Batman right. He made Batman scary. He made Batman stand up and say to Dick Grayson, I can stop you. He, when Bruce Grayson, when Dick Grayson was being attacked by the street gang in the street, just had to appear on the rooftop and spread his cape and the gang would vanish. Kilmer was greatly under, underestimated as, as, as Batman. But Kevin Conroy... The amount of work, decades of work as Batman, not just the animated series or the video games, Batman Beyond, uh, and the tragic, heartbreaking, yet life-affirming comic book story he wrote for last year's Pride. Um, We've said it a thousand times. I channel Conroy. That's the voice I hear when I read the books, when I used to read them to, to Adam when they were little. No one else could have won it. You said it It has to be Conroy Hamill, Tim Daly, that whole era, the Alan Burnett, Paul Dini, Bruce, Tim animated era, Justice League International, Tara Strong, um, Arlene Sorkin as Harley Quinn. Let's face it, um, every Harley Quinn that's followed since has followed Arlene Sorkin's lead. Um, So that whole era, but Kevin Conroy, number one with a bullet. No one could even touch him in my honest and humble opinion. But I'm uh, talking of TV and the comic book counterparts. Hey, Brad, well, what comic book stories do we have this week? Yeah, so
1: up first, it looks like uh, Batman and Catwoman are going to go back to war against each other in uh, in a New Gotham War storyline that takes place after the uh, Night Terrors storyline. So uh, what
0: would you make of this? It had to happen as soon as the wedding didn't take place. As soon as we had James Tynan bringing Catwoman back in as someone who could have caused Batman's downfall. And Hey, it's because Catwoman um, got involved with the uh, underworld and Joker's plans from the beginning. And the fact that Bruce Wayne is no longer a billionaire, partly because of that, I saw the war renewing a while ago, but I'm a romantic at heart. I think at the end they'll get over it, but hey, it's going to be fun to read them as enemies again. I'm really looking forward to it, especially with a team of creative talents. They've got writing and drawing the books. I mean, you must have a similar thoughts, right?
1: Uh, yes, but I, I, I really liked what Tom King did
0: with with them as
1: kind of a, a couple. Um, I'm kind of sorry to see that go. I mean, I agree that it had to happen, but, uh, I do kind of miss that, that kind of interaction. And the, that I can't, well kind of maxi series, I guess was 12 issues was good. Um, but yeah, so you're right, you know, it, 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 it had to happen. And uh, I, I do like uh, Selena Kyle as a crime boss again. So that's always, that's always kind of fun too. So um, yeah, yeah. yeah it, be no matter what it should be a, it should be a good read and uh also that should be a good read and a little bit flicky fashions is uh looks like wonder woman's old co- Linda carter costume is coming back in issue 799 of wonder woman <laughs> well, what would you make of this?
0: i love that look but then again i'm a huge fan of the original William Moulton Marston, Golden Age Wonder Woman look as well, and the Linda Carter costume was a perfect marriage of that and everything we saw in the Silver and Bronze Age as well. So it's just lovely seeing it on the printed page because I, I had to pick up Wonder Woman seven nine nine, and I'm going to pick up eight hundred Stroke number one or of the series as well. Um, Becky clunan and Michael Conrad, what a writing team they! killed it on Wonder Woman but I'm dead excited to see what Tom King brings. A, with these little short stories in 799 with the introduction of Trinity Wonder Woman's daughter and finding out who her daddy might be and then seeing her react and interact with uh, Damien Wayne and, and John Kent. So a whole new Trinity for a whole new generation. Brilliant. Um, that look, well you're the king of Philicky fashions. You're going to have a much more uh, broad and wide and knowledgeable perspective on it but than i have but i just love seeing it again especially on the printed page what did you think
1: yeah me too it's a classic design classic look and for a lot of older fans it's a lot of what they connect the character with probably older than you or i even uh but um i'm I, surprised this hasn't happened before in some ways i'm sure it had to somewhere and i'm talking about other than in the the wonder woman 77 series but um uh yeah i it's great and it should have happened before now hippolyta's
0: wonder woman costume when she was uh with the justice society was literally that one as well actually with the cape yeah, the, the, thought, the classic golden age looked, look yeah uh,
1: i thought it looked it looked like what had within on the page um yeah i'm Looking forward to both 7.99 and 800. 800 looks like it's going to be jam-packed with a lot of stuff, and those little Easter eggs that they're giving us, even in issue 7.99, I think we're in for a really fun issue 800. And speaking of fun, uh, we are revisiting Grant Morrison's Multiversity, and that's coming back into the DC Universe. Uh, what did you uh, what did you think of this?
0: I was hoping it would. And particularly after the fact that we had a multiversity crossover back during Dark Crisis with uh, Young Justice, I thought, ooh, this is promising. This means that it, it's back. And with an actual whole infinite Earths now, a whole multiverse back, it had to happen. And if Karl Morrison's going to be involved with some of the script and some of the writing, I'm even more excited yet. Yeah. Brilliant news for comics fans everywhere. Anyone who's read any DC books over the last two or three decades knows that this is Grant Morrison's bag. This is what Grant Morrison does best. Anyone who read um, what span into Infinite Crisis and out of Infinite Crisis, anyone who read Grant Morrison's incredible Batman run knows he, that they love the varied history of the DC universe. They made golden age and silver age silliness fit and be canon in modern age multiversity is brilliant because it embraces all the history and all the richness of the dc universe so this has made me really really happy i mean i think that you're a fan too right
1: yeah uh i, I agree with you that it, it you know now that they brought back the whole multiverse concept that it, it's the time. And I'm glad that we're getting it from Grant Morrison and not another writer. I think that was smart to have him bring it back. Let him set the stage and, you know, don't get other writers to come in. But I, I think if you're bringing it back, you need him to kind of pave the way. And doing it within a Pride issue is, is uh, a fun way to do it. Um, because it can just be a little quick snippet. And I wouldn't be surprised if they announce a series that continues on after this. So I think, yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think it's due and I think it's, it's the right time. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. And that wraps up the comic book news. We do have some other stories uh, starting with the retirement of Mike Carlin, the well-known Superman editor. Uh, I'm sure you have things to say about this. I'm sure he edited some of your favorite Superman stories over the years.
0: Oh, I've done a lot more than that. I loved the, the work he did at Marvel. I the work he did at DC. Death of Superman is just brilliant. But also, Identity Crisis, love it or hate it, it shook uh, fandom around the world. And this is the guy who was behind that as well. I love that series. But I want to talk about the little things that fellow comic book creators may not know about Mike Carlin and how much he's loved and respected uh, across the the entire comic book industry. Um, I don't know if you ever read the 90s run of Batman Adventures and Batman and Robin Adventures. The the main group editors, um, Mike Carlin, Archie Goodwin and Denny O'Neill, were immortalised as comic book characters um, called the Terrible Trio, Professor Mastermind and Mr. Nice, based on Mike Carlin, Danny O'Neill and Archie Goodwin. And the fact that they appeared in multiple issues of the Batman Adventures as the guy who was so nice, how could he even be a villain? The man who knew everything in The Professor and the man who planned all the crimes in Mastermind. And seeing these Actual people made Batman Avengers style characters. It was just fantastic. And when I heard that Mike Holland was retiring after 37 years at DC, that made me want to pull out all my old Batman Adventures comics and reread those terrible trio adventures because they were fantastic. And when Archie passed away, bless him, um, the terrible trio obviously were no more. And to see him walking to the sunset, um, was a fantastic touch so mike carlin i want to thank you sir for all your fantastic work at marvel and at dc mainly at dc and for the brilliant comics you edited the story ideas you uh, helped create helped launch and, and help release out for all of us fans so you'll be missed but um enjoy your retirement enjoy some sunshine enjoy family and uh May it be a long, happy life moving forwards. What did you think, Brad?
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I, yeah, everybody knows how iconic the Death of the Superman story was. That was, I think, my first experience of being a comic collector where it made headlines in coverage beyond the comic scene itself. Like, you know, Time magazine, it was in. Now, I remember local news were talking to people waiting outside the comic shop to buy the issue, things like that. You know, so that was the first time that that had ever happened. So I always remember that and how important that story was. Uh, and I, I loved Identity Crisis. Uh, it, it was it wasn't one of those big cosmic showdowns. It was like such a nice, compact, tight story that still had so much effect. Uh, with the characters going forward, that I just I, I I don't know if I'd seen that done before that way. So I I loved Identity Christ, so I thought he did a great job with that. Um, yeah, I, like you said, uh, he had done such great work. Hope he enjoys retirement. Um, maybe it'll be like you know, Elton John going on tour one last time, and then next summer he'll say, well, I'm going to do a few more shows. So you never you know, like something like that, you never know. Never say never. Um, but yeah, yeah I hope, uh, hope he has a long, happy life. And shifting uh, over to toys, we got a look at the uh, Dark Flash statue that McFarlane Toys is putting out. I'm sure you have uh, opinions on, on this.
0: Ah, McFarlane Toys, how much we love you. Let us count the ways. Statues. Action figures, mini action figures with comic books. Is it me or can McFarlane Toys do no wrong? This thing is, it's hard to say it's a thing of beauty because it's terrifying, but it is a brilliant piece of work. This is a glimpse of the character that we've not seen in trailers yet. We do not know how he's going to come across on the big screen. But I am excited because I get a red death, black flash, um, reverse flash, Professor Zoom. It's like every evil version of the Flash in one. And we're also getting a bit of a Batman-esque feel to it. So I don't know with the whole thing we've been talking about over the last few weeks with one of the Flashes having a Flash costume cobbled together from an old Batman suit. Are we going to get some shock, some surprise, some twist with how the villain works and who he actually is in the film, whatever the case, this statue is sick. It's amazing. And if I was a collector and I had the money and the space for it, this is exactly the kind of thing I'd spend my heart and uh, pennies on. It, it's brilliant. So readers, viewers, check it out. Um, it, it's it's pretty cool. What, what did you make of it, Brad?
1: Yeah. So if you were to make a comic book, instead of drawing, you would take pictures and you try to, tell the story with just photographs. And it's probably been done before. It just doesn't feel right because it, those pictures don't have the kinetic energy that a drawing does. You don't feel the motion. What's beautiful about the statue is that I feel that motion. There's something that has a very, it's not static at all. It has a very uh, kinetic energy about it that's captured. And that's really hard to do. Uh, they, so McFarland's toys just never ceases. To amaze me and how they can sculpt these things, uh, like you said, it's like all these evil versions of the Flash come together. It, it, it's just this, yeah, it's just it's beautiful. Uh, if I collected toys and statues, this would definitely be on my shelf for sure. Maybe something that could decorate your new place, um, yeah. But it, yeah, it's 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 incredible. And like you said, McFarland toys can absolutely do no wrong. And the last story is uh, we got word that it looks like sometime in June we're going to get the beta for DC Dual Forces uh, on DC, the video game. Uh, So that's kind of interesting. Now, what did you make of this?
0: Now, you know that I'm not the biggest video game player in the world, but this really has me excited. Um, Marvel Snap has smashed it. It's awesome, it's a great game. And this sounds like it could build on the success of that, but do something brand new with it at the same time. And of course, with the DC universe that you and I love so much. And the fact that we can sign up and have a beta test, have a game of it, have a play of it is brilliant. Now, I'll tell you who's really excited about this one is my cup, Adam, my co-host on I Am The Night, because they are PC and tabletop gaming, role-playing games, um, everything. And the fact that they told me about this game weeks ago, <laughs> before this press even came out, saying, hey dad, I need to play this game. And this morning they sent me this link saying I'll sign up for the beta. I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed I've had other betas before. Um the fact that they're so excited about it is contagious. It's made me excited about it and if you play Magic: The Gathering, if you play Top Trumps, if you play any kind of card game, and then it brings in your favorite characters from other worlds as well, good. I'm all in, and you are a video game player, so I know you got thoughts on this.
1: I I am, and I and I like your excitement about it because uh, deck building games are not my my forte. Like I and I'm glad you brought up Marvel Snap because that's exactly where I was going to go with this. Uh, And I know how popular Marvel Snap is. I played it a few times and "Mm, it just didn't, uh, I need to, maybe I just need to spend some time with it. Um, But this, what interests me about this is one, from what I can tell, and you you might, you actually might be able to tell me different, that it seems like it's going to be a PC game and not an app. Yes. And they can get really more involved with that and Mm do a lot of cool things. So that, that interests me to see just how complex it can get. Because when you're on a mobile app, you know you're you're limited. Uh, and I like the the other thing I like is is that they're using storylines from classic comics. I think that's a that's a great idea. And I and if if Adam is excited, then this I'm sure this is going to be just as popular uh, as Marvel Snap. And Batman's going to be part of it. You can't not have Batman be part of it. And Batman just brings people in because they're there more popular than Batman. So, yeah, I think, I think in the end, uh, this, uh, this game's going to be huge. So I'll definitely keep my eyes on it.
0: And you may be aware I, I, I kind of like Batman.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> See, I'm full of surprises. every week I'll throw something out there that no one ever knew at all like that
1: and with that that wraps up yet another episode of DC Comics News uh, podcast thank you for joining us Uh, so Steve where can people find you if they want to check up on you read your work
0: I am slowly taking over the multiverse. I am everywhere. Just search Steve, J Ray or Fantastic Universes in your search engine of choice and you'll read all my insane ramblings across DC Comics News, Dark Knight News and Fantastic Universes. Or you can hear my little voice on this great show with Brad, Seth and the rest of the gang most weeks. Um, Hopefully on the Mad Love podcast every now and then as well if we can get that back off the ground and weekly with my cub, the before mentioned, Adam, on I Am The Night, the show that breaks down every episode of Batman The Animated Series and all the animated movies and moving forward as well. We just recorded our 80th episode this week. That should be out in a couple of weeks' time. Still got a few more in the can to come out before that. But um, yeah, talk to me also on Twitter at ElSteevo E-L underscore S-T-E-E-V-O But until you do, there's someone else out there whose work you need to read and voice you need to listen to. Brad, where can the multiversity find you?
1: Yeah, you can find me uh, writing news reviews, DC Comics News. I've also got a few reviews up at uh, Josh's site, Mark with the uh, Movie Blog, so check that out as well. Uh, and also part of the Mad Love podcast, we get that back up and running. I say it every week, so we're, I'm glad you're there with me push for it to bring it back sometime soon. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at bookieb uh, one And with that, we'll say goodnight. You can follow us on all social media pla- uh, platforms at DC Comics News. Uh, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. So uh, you can check out I Am The Night, Mad Love, Harley Quinn Podcast on the DC Comics News Podcast Network. So, uh, so check us out. And with that, we'll end with what we like to say every week, something everybody should be doing, and that is to read more comics. comics.
0: We will return.